Are you hacking? Katie. Katie. What? Are you hacking? No. <laughs> I thought for sure you were going to get that one. No. Brave, bravest Warriors? Oh. Never mind. No. <laughs> I, Ian, I can't remember every little stupid aspect of your life, okay? This is 8-Bit, episode 72, Sassy Secretary, on Sunday, March 30th, 2014, and now with a flesh suit for my type. This episode is hosted by Ian Buck with guest Katie Redman. Well, you asked me that earlier today. Yeah, but I didn't think of it as in Bravest Warriors. I was just wondering if you were hacking oh, portals. I thought you were making a reference at me. Darn. No. Uh, completely different pages. Oh, well. Oh. Yes, we're always on completely different pages. And then when I finally catch up, you're moved on to the next thing. <laughs> Terrible. Well, you know you know what you're ahead of me in? Divergent. I haven't ah. seen... I, I actually know nothing about that movie. I just know that it exists and that it's at the Morris Theater. Yes, well, uh, Divergent was a very good movie. Well, if you didn't read the book, it was a very good movie, but if you did, it was so-so. Wait, wait, I didn't wait, wait, wait. read the book. Okay, okay, I was going to say, you know, he's the kind of person who's read a lot of books that get made into movies. You. I read. I read things. I know, but I mean, like, you're, I mean, you're not the kind of person that has to read the book before you go watch the movie. Oh, no, it was just like a casual thing. I mean, right. they made Animorphs into a TV show, and I read all the Animorphs. Right, but, well, I guess you did have access to the TV show. What? Oh. I mean, I didn't really start reading the Animorphs books until after the TV show, I think, was already happening. Everybody decided it was dumb, and then it stopped. Yeah, yeah. TV show was super dumb. But, so, Divergent, how does, so, what, what's going um, on? So, Divergent is a movie that takes place in, like, post-apocalyptic Chicago. And, basically, all the people in this group that's in this fenced-in area are separated into, like, five factions. Like, for bravery and selflessness and kindness and truth and, like, intelligence. This sounds like Hogwarts already. Uh, it's kind of sort of like Hogwarts and, well, Harry Potter and Hunger Games and a lot of other books mixed into one. It's it's really good. I mean... No wonder, then, I, made, I, got, I, mean, no wonder I got made into a movie, right? Yeah. I, it has all the action-y things and a love story. Oh. <sighs> so passion. Rebecca. <laughs> there. And, there's yeah. a reference that I got. <laughs> Thank God. Ugh. Anyway, so it follows the main character, um, Beatrice, or Triss, she calls herself, and she's divergent, which, hence the name, uh, it just means that she's not, she doesn't really fit into one faction. So you mean she's like a well-rounded character? Yes. And everybody else is not. Uh, Yeah, everyone's just like this linear, like, I'm smart, that's the only thing I'm good at. Doing smart things. The other one, and then there's one that's like, I'm super brave and reckless, and I like to shoot things. I'm Agent Grant Ward. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Look (laughs) at my knife. (laughs) Crikey, it's a big knife. Get up! (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, uh, it's a pretty good movie. So what what are the consequences of being a divergent person, or is that Um, would that be a spoiler? 
Uh, it's kind. Yeah, it'd be kind of a spoiler. Um, yeah. Okay. So it it was a really good movie. Um, hot and steamy action sometimes. Hot, wow. Not okay. really. No. Never. <laughs> so wait, I don't do even you... think they do it even in the third book. Do we know anybody who's read the books? Uh, live. I, okay, I'll have to ask her if I should read the books first or not. I don't know. If I if I decide to read the books first, I'll probably never get around to actually watching the movie. Uh, I mean, I, it was a quick read for me because it was really good. Oh, okay. So wait. Oh, so you watched the movie last night? Had never see, read the books? And yeah. Then read no. The- t- ah, no. I did read the books like months before, but then they oh, okay. were like, "It's going to be made in a movie," and I'm like, "Huh? It was a really good book, so I'm glad they're making it in the movie." And then I was slightly disappointed. Okay. But that okay. kind of. I think the only better movie than the book was How to Train Your Dragon because How to Train Your Dragon was literally this like 20 page like fourth grader stupid little thing okay. and it was just so awkward to read and like in Barnes and Noble like I was sitting in the children's section reading How to Train Your Dragon <laughs> I was just like go away children I'm 20 years old and I'm re- yeah, go away. <laughs> no, I will not read you Cat in the Hat. Go away. <laughs> Wait, I, oh, children are actually walking up to you asking you to read them books? Um, I think there's just this one little girl, and then the mother kind of looked at me and then grabbed the child and left. <laughs> I mean... You are pretty creepy. I, I don't know how to act around children, so I stare them down. <laughs> it's... It's terrible. Uh, it's like uh, I kind of like freeze up. Like ah, uh, it's what you it's can't just bad. ignore them. Like I try to, and then the ignoring looks like I'm creeping them hardcore. Like ah. Uh, All right, I'll take your word for it. You better. Hey, on a completely unrelated note, uh, do you want to work at camp with children in the summer? <laughs> Ha <laughs> no. <laughs> I knew it. Um, so, Katie, since uh, I know you you uh, don't listen to the podcast, and nope, you and you uh, constantly tell me uh, that you know it, it's dumb and you know nobody should listen to it, and I hope that you're joking, but you know I can't really tell. No, but I never can't. say that. I don't say that no one should listen to it. I say no one does listen to oh, it. Right? Yeah, but you scoff at me, and you know. I do. So I asked uh, Ryan for the download numbers for the last ninety days, mm-hmm. uh, and so to, so to put this into perspective, um, you know, during our first year, we got like an average of you know thirteen uh, downloads per episode, right? So if that's like over ninety days, that's like three months. So thirteen times four weeks times three months is like uh that's like 156 downloads every 90 days right i i don't know i i can't do math i just did, in my I, head. just did, I just did it on the computer oh thank god because so, uh, sure sure it's the best number you could think of totally, there you go so take a guess at how many downloads 8-bit has gotten over the last 90 days um, well, you said 13 last time, and you said it was a higher number than 13, so I'm going to say 14. No, well, this is, so, thinking in terms of 156. Oh, 157. Yeah. Bigger. Um, 158? No, much bigger. Um, 
this is getting awkward. Please don't say that ever again. Okay, do you want me to tell you? Yes, just tell me. Stop it. 1,710. Holy crap. I know, right? Like, I had no idea that we got that many downloads. And I wish that I had, had asked sooner, because um, this, so this trend was clearly driven right on Christmas Day. Um, because, you know, Ryan put our show up on iTunes, like, the weekend before, so Mm -hmm. we were listed as, you know, one of the new podcasts on iTunes, and then all of these people, obviously, getting, you know, iPhones and iPods and iPads, uh, for Christmas, you know, some of them are probably interested in video games, so if they go and check out the podcast section and, and search for video game ones, they might find us, right? Maybe. <laughs> they're they're pretty likely to find us because we're one of listed as one of the new ones. And so like for example, that the the episode that we released on the twenty third mm-hmm. had like two hundred and thirty some downloads. Wow. Which is that's insane. Hardcore parkour. Yeah. And a lot of these people I think went back and downloaded a bunch of our older episodes as well because you could see, you know, the going back we had a bunch of extra downloads as well. Um and over the course since since Christmas, it's kind of tapered off a little bit. Um, and like I think I think last week we got like 30 or something downloads on the last episode. Uh, so I would love. I mean, this that is probably the best thing that has happened to our show since we had John Gosling on to talk about his the game that he was making. Um, and obviously this has driven numbers way more than, than John Gosling did. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so if you, if you listener, if you are somebody who, you know, recently started lis- uh, listening to our podcast and you've stuck around this long, thank you. Thank you so much. Like, just You're validate. one of the few. <laughs> the few, the proud. Oh, yeah. The Marines. The elite. Um, uh, so, I mean, if you, if you've stuck around this long for, you know, how, it's been almost three months since, since Christmas, right? Yeah. Um, drop us a line. Like, go and hit that contact button. Uh, on the page and d- tell us that you exist because I would love to hear from you. Um, First five like, people get a hand-drawn picture from me. From from Katie, yes. Uh, no I guarantees on mean what, drawings. Yeah, there's no guarantees of what the drawings will be of, but <laughs> I'm feeling like alligators with axes. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, but and by the way, so I, if you listening to this and you want to see all those links if you know to the stories that we talk about if you want to see uh the contact button for example that i just talked about go to the nexus.tv slash eb72 that's where all the show notes are um so i guess we should get into this video game news hey i'm uh, sure why not i, I guess that's the whole point of this show right i partly yeah partly partly i also just you know like talking to people Talking to Ian, talking Uh, to you. Talking, 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 talking. Well, since we only have one class together a week, I mean... Oh, that super sucks. It does. And then you're leaving me. I am sorry. Sweden calls. (laughs) (laughs) Robaz there. I'm I'm really hoping that that will happen, but it's not going to happen. But it would be hilarious if it happened. So going to happen. Do you think that he uses that voice in his regular life? Um, I feel like he speaks Swedish in his regular life, because oh, yeah. he does it sometimes. That's a good point. He's been doing it more often. Yeah, he too. just... Doesn't <laughs> like, he doesn't care. notice when he's I wanna, speaking Swedish. Yeah, I want to be a professional YouTuber, Ian. 
I'm that's telling all you, I want to do. Two girls, one controller. Yeah, that's that, hardcore. Who will watch that? <laughs> um, sick weirdos who yep. think other things will happen besides two girls playing video games. Well, maybe you should not meet their expectations at all. That would be a terrible idea. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Ouya, that uh, silly little console that, um, you know, nobody bought, and I actually know two people who have it. Um, they Surprising. I know. Actually, I know more people who own Ouyas than I know people who own, like, Xbox Ones or PlayStation 4s. Me? Yeah, you're the only one who I know <laughs> who has a PlayStation 4 so far. I'm sure more people will be getting them. Oh, yeah. So, Ouya, they, you know, they, the whole idea behind the platform was for, you know, every single game in the, in the store to have some sort of free-to-try mode, whether it was like a demo, or the game was free-to-play with microtransactions, or, you know, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So that was required for every single developer to put something like that in. Uh, and Ouya is now dropping that that requirement, which is a good thing for the developers because now they you know they have more flexibility. Yeah. Um, and they're also changing the exclusivity clause. Uh, so games that are you know quote unquote exclusive to Ouya will now be allowed to come out concurrently on PC. So cool. They're they're only caring about being exclusive versus other consoles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Good choice. Pro- probably other mobile, uh, you know, like an- other Android devices as well. Yeah. All right. Um, the fan main uh, the blah 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 the fan made Deus Ex Human Revolution short film has finally come out. This is the first we've seen of it since the teaser they released at the end of 2012. Definitely worth watching. Yeah, it's like it's like 12 minutes long. Um, I watched it. It was really cool. I, I have I've yet to see it. It does sound really cool. I haven't played the game. You have. I have. Yeah. And, and Ian's playing it right now, so I'm sure. I killed all the homeless people in the sewers, and that's as far as I went. How much farther are you supposed to go? I don't or know. Do you, or do you, you mean in the story? Um, in the game, uh-huh. you can roam around the city, and then I found a bunch of homeless people living in a sewer. So I shot them all. Wow. And I feel like I'm only like 5% done with the story, and I've killed all these homeless people. <laughs> uh, I feel like I just learned more, a lot more about you as a person. Thank and, God. <laughs> yeah, now I know to uh, not be homeless. Yeah, don't be homeless living in a sewer while I'm half robotic, because I will kill you. If you come around with a crocodile and an axe, yes. I'll... I'll no, to run away. <laughs> this shit's going down. Take him out, Fluffy. <laughs> That's what I'm going to name my alligator. Fluffy. That the axe-wielding alligator. <laughs> so, one of, the, one of the few multiplayer games that I actually play with any regularity is uh, World of Tanks. And Obsidian is working on kind of a... It's a similar-sounding game, but it's going to be different in a lot of ways. Uh, it's it's a tank game called Armored Warfare. Um, there, It's going to be kind of more story-based, and they're going to be using, you know, more accurate physics and damage modeling than World of Tanks, which is which looks really nice because they're actually using uh, CryEngine. So everything's like... like Even though we haven't seen any gameplay of it, it does look beautiful. Um I don't know. A, a multiplayer tank game isn't exactly what you expect to see from Obsidian. No. 
but, I mean, I'm excited for it. Will they still say penetration? <laughs> we didn't penetrate their armor. I don't think so. Um, it's, well, they, I'm not going to buy that then. I want penetration. <laughs> Katie, you're in college. You can go find that anywhere. Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, oh. Dark places. <laughs> so, it's not often that we see a Halo game coming to Windows. Um, and that fact has made a lot of people question Microsoft's dedication to PC gaming. Um, I mean, like, Halo 1 and 2 were on Windows, and then none of them were on Windows until this uh, Halo Spartan Assault came out. Um, but Spartan Assault was released on the Windows App Store, which basically made it a Windows 8 exclusive. So those oh. of us with, you know, like, computers that were built before, what year did that come out? 2011? 2012? 2012. Back in the day. Yeah. Um, so not very old computers, but, you know, we couldn't play it. And now they're bringing it to Steam, and surprisingly it's actually utilizing, like, a bunch of Steam's features, like uh, it, it's supporting Steam Cloud storage, and okay. it's going to have Steam trading cards. So this kind of has me hopeful that Microsoft is recognizing that, you know, they can't... Tr- you know, the way that they need to support PC gaming is not by trying to close it off from as many people as possible, but by opening it up to mo- as many people as possible and actually selling their games. Like, Oh, come so. on. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Yeah. Ugh. So, yeah. Seriously, NVIDIA doesn't know when to stop. They just announced the Titan Z, which is a dual GPU with 12 gigabytes of VRAM? VRAM? Yeah, video RAM, yeah. And 5,760 cores. Holy balls. So it's essentially two Titan Blacks. Only problem that it's $3,000, which is $1,000 more than it would cost to get two Blacks and SLI them together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have no idea who's going to be buying this, but, like, that's what I said about the original Titan and the Titan Black, and apparently they've been selling out. Really? Yeah. Like, according to NVIDIA, they've been selling a ton of them. Wow. Holy crap. That is hardcore parkour. I don't know if, like, the people who are buying the Titan, you know, the Titan Black are people who already bought a Titan before and just wanted, like, the new best thing, or what, because once you have a Titan, like... What are you going to do with it? Like, what more Crush can you Crush my want? enemies. Like, there's, there's nothing out, in terms of games at least, that even comes close to pushing that thing to, you know, it's, it, to, to the most that it can do. <laughs> Just prepared for the future. I guess. A future of games, yeah. where we'll need 12 gigs of video RAM. I think it's really funny when people argue about, you know, future-proofing their computers because the, the p- people who make that argument are the kind of people who are going to replace that computer before it's obsolete anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I don't know. So we're, we're silly. Enthusiasts are silly sometimes. <laughs> so some uh, one device that NVIDIA has that probably isn't the most future-proof, but, you know... It's all right. Is the Nvidia Shield, um, and I mean, I, I say it's not future-proof because even though it is running the Tegra 4, 
it is a mobile device, and mobile devices are improving so fast that, like, you know, there's going to be a new... Like, the Tegrify is probably going to be out next year anyway. Um, so, <laughs> they... But they are actually... I mean, they're obviously still supporting the Shield, and they're bringing a pretty big update to it uh, on April 2nd. It brings Android 4.4 KitKat. They are bringing... They're, they're adding support for game stream from anywhere with a good internet connection, not just, you know, uh, on the same, like, home network. And they're adding support for Bluetooth keyboard. Uh, so, like, if you're, for example, playing, I don't know, StarCraft or something uh, oh with the shield plugged into your TV, uh, then you can use a Bluetooth keyboard. Seems cool. Like a, seems like a strange setup, but, you know. A little bit, oh. yeah, but, you know, to each is their own. And... Possibly the most important part of this uh, is that they're dropping $50 off of the price of the shield through April. What's the original price? Uh, $250, so now it's down to $200. Oh, I Which guess. It's a pretty good darn deal for something running the Tegra 4, I think. Yeah? I suppose it doesn't come with a lot of the other features that, you know, smartphones have. Like, it probably doesn't have, like, a GPS. And I, I know it doesn't do LTE. Does it do LTE? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I'm talking out my ass now. Make yeah, you sense. are. <laughs> I knew it. All right. Um, haha, more Deus Ex. Square Enix has trademarked Deus Ex Mankind Divided, which hopefully will turn out to be a full sequel to Human Revolution. I hope there are homeless people in the new one. Well, since, I mean, Mankind Divided. Uh, yep, kind divided of between the 1% and everyone else. The people who are augmented in the people who uh, have to live in sewers because they can't afford I augmentations. Was, I was thinking me as the 1% and everyone else dying, but your, yours is pretty good. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously they're not going to make you play as uh, somebody who's unaugmented. That wouldn't, that wouldn't be cool. Well, I mean, come on. I could kill them all what, with all my bare hands. <laughs> kill all the titans with my bare hands. I mean, Titans can call Titans with Titan bare hands, but that's not exactly what we're talking about. Titan bare hands? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, I hope that's like a DLC option. That would be awesome. Uh, oh, you mean like bare hands, like raw? Yes, like raw like, bare oh, hands, not yeah. like people <laughs> hands. I'm going to get a flesh suit for my Titan. Gross. <laughs> this is so weird. Um... <laughs> So, the Galactic Civilizations 3 Alpha has begun, but you have to pay $100 for the Founders Elite Edition, which, you know, is the one that gives you access to the Alpha. So, unless you're, like, a super fan of the series, you'll probably want to wait until later. And actually, the 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 other um, pre-order version, you know, is, like... $10 off of the regular price. So you can get into the beta for less money than it would cost to get the game at launch. Wait, so nowadays you have to pay to be a beta tester? Sometimes. Well, it de- I mean, that depends on the game, depends on the developer. That's the Galactic Civilizations, yeah. super silly, though. Aren't, aren't, well, should like, the company be paying people to beta test and not the other way around? No, 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 because this is like, you know, it's like pre-ordering the game, getting access to it before it comes out, and... I guess know, like, if you get the game at the end, then yeah. Exactly, but... yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, the, obviously the, the $100 one also comes with a lot of other goodies in addition uh, to... Ah, yeah, I'm sure they get the like, alpha, action but... figures or... 
what, something. Not? I don't know. I think there's like an there's probably an art book and maybe like the soundtrack or you know typical stuff. Um, yeah. Now on the other end of the spectrum for price, uh, EA has started an on the house category on Origin where they offer older games for free, like completely free. Um, now those deals don't last forever. But once you grab a particular game from it, it's yours to keep forever. Uh, so the first game that they are making available is Dead Space, which launched back in 2008. Um, I already had it on Steam, but I, you know, I decided to grab it on Origin anyway because it's why really not? Us. Exactly. If somehow Steam apocalyptically goes away, uh, then <laughs> one more game that I have available to me through Origin. Oh man, that that's a really I'm sure someone thought. would be very angry. Someone. A lot, a lot of, lot of peoples. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Creative Assembly announced the release date for Aliens Isolation, October 7th, which is really close to Ian's birthday. That's my birthday. Yay! Let's make sure it's a good game before anyone buys it for, you know, Ian. Yeah, because... The last Aliens game looked really good in all the trailers, uh, and then it was crap. I think I should get you that one for your birthday. Okay. <laughs> and then I'll have to play it. Actually, the funny thing about people giving me games for like my birthday for Christmas and stuff is... He's dead, Jim. I he think died. I'm back. Oh, there he is. Dead suckers! You were frozen in time and space. Yeah, Chrome did a, a uh, he's dead Jim. Reload Good. the page. So, I'm back. Uh, yes. What were we talking about? Right. Some aliens and yep. how terrible the last game was. Yeah. I mean, like, Creative Assembly, they make good games. They, they do the Total War series. Um, then how come they effed up so hardcore? No, no, no. They're, no, they're, they didn't make the last one. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Um, which is why, like, I was, I was going to say, since they make such great games, obviously they're not going to mess this one up, but then I remembered that the, the last Aliens game was made by Gearbox, who, you know, made Borderlands, which I love. And so it, it's, I mean, I guess Gearbox is kind of hit and miss, isn't it? Because <laughs> they also made Duke Nukem Forever. Well, they finished Duke Nukem Forever. They finished Duke Nukem Forever. Yeah. Um, uh... so... You know who else makes great games? Ken Levine. Man, I i mean, I've loved every single one of his games that I've played, which uh, have only been Bioshock games, turns out. Um, we've been hearing for a while about his plans to make, you know, a, a story-driven game that is replayable. Um, and he gave a talk recently that gave some more details on his plan for that. So... His concept, the, the concept that he's using, centers around the characters that you meet in the game. So most of the characters are just, you know, generic NPCs that are going to act the same every single time. They're, they're, I mean, we can call them grunts. Um, mm -hmm. But other NPCs will be stars in the story, who, and the, these stars will all have, like, different passions. So those are the things that motivate them. Um, and if you do something, you know, to help or hinder those passions for for that particular character, then that character's opinion of you will change accordingly. Um, this is, you know, something that has obviously been done in a lot of, you know, RPG games before. Um, but the replayability comes from the fact that each time that you play through the game, the characters, all the stars, will have different passions. Um, and, oh. you know, sometimes 
different events will be triggered if you know if you become friendly enough with you know a certain character or whatever. Um, sometimes there will be you know factions that share common passions, except for like one character might not share that passion. Like you know, say all all of the elves hate all of the orcs, right? Except for one who happens to be in love with an orc, you know, and so that that elf doesn't hate all orcs and you know if you help that elf to get hooked up with with the orc that they're in love with then uh, you'll piss off everyone else literally literally yeah so maybe yeah, not a good idea so no i would be <laughs> like your love is great and all but <laughs> but that's your business and yeah yeah stay away from me freak <laughs> katie the most tolerant person in on the planet glorious <laughs> Uh oh oh guess what happened this week? Um I can only imagine. The IGF awards happened this week. That's the Independent Games Festival awards. Oh. Um I I always look forward to these because I like indie games. They're cute. They're nice. They're fun. <laughs> They're cute. They're, yeah. Um and they're actually I hadn't heard of a lot of these ones that got awards here. So let's go down the list. Uh do you, do you want to help me out like alternate? Um okay. You want to go so, first? Yeah. Excellence in Visual Arts was Gorogoa, uh, which is a game that hasn't been released, and I hadn't heard of it until now, but I looked it up, and uh, I hope that it gets released sometime. Um, Excellence in Design, Papers, Please! <laughs> I think that's how you're supposed to that's, say it. Clearly that's how you pronounce yes. it. Yes. Um, <laughs> Excellence in Audio was Device 6, which I think is only out on iOS. I'm going to have to look that up right now. Um, excellence in narrative, papers, police. <laughs> the uh, Nuovo, aka Innovation Award, was Luxuria Superbia. It sounds luxurious. Oh man, I uh, I I hear that it's really trippy. It has lots of colors and stuff. <laughs> Best student game, Risk of Rain. Audience Award, The Stanley Parable. I'm so glad that that got an award. <laughs> and it makes perfect sense, because The Stanley Parable is kind of a crowd-pleaser, isn't it? Um, It's definitely a different style of game from what I've watched you play. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it makes fun of games. It, uh, it's yeah. a parody. It's a parody like of games. Like Clicking Door, what was it, 52 or something? Not that like was that. <laughs> yeah. um, and the grand prize was... Papers, please. Did you get to say papers, please, eat for each and every single one that it won? Yes. Yes, <laughs> I did. That's funny. It was glorious. You should have been there. Um, man, so, I mean, I knew that Papers, Please was, you know, a good game that, you know, has gotten a lot of attention, but now I actually, I mean, I, I really need to go play it now. Maybe I'll do that for next week. Mm. I, I hope it's about a sassy secretary. No, so what it what it's about is you're this uh this border um you know uh paper checker person, you know, uh for mm-hmm. this this hypothetical, you know, fake uh Soviet country. Um hypothetical fake yeah. Soviet country. What's it called, Declan? Uh, Astrakhaz. Yep, that's, that's Astrakhaz. That's what the uh country is. And if we got it wrong, then it's all Declan's fault and we can blame him. Um, Curse him. <laughs> so yeah, you you kind of have to balance like you know doing your job right in order to get paid and you know feed and and clothe your family versus trying mm-hmm. to like 
do the right thing, you know, like reuniting families that are trying to get together because one of them is on the other side of the border or something, or, you know, um, possibly helping out some resistance movement. I think that's one of the kind of storylines that goes through the game. Um, and, like, the, the gameplay is very simple. It's just, like, you know, matching, you know, try, trying to look at their, their papers versus, like, the the criteria for the papers and, you know, if mm-hmm. their picture matches up with, like, what their face looks like and stuff like that, you know. Um, so, but it, it, it takes that and kind of takes it uh, in a whole different direction than, you know, matching games that you've ever seen before. Yeah, and then you get to slack off at your job. Heck, yeah. Heck, yeah, everyone gets through today. That would be crazy. Oh, I love... So, I, I watched Declan play a little bit, and there's this one guy who walks up. He keeps walking up with, like, the first time he has this completely fake, like, handwritten uh, passport thing and, like, <laughs> a, 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 with a picture of himself that he drew on there. And, you know, like... like <laughs> you basically just go, dude, this is a real password. Like, what the heck? And he's like, it's okay. I'll come back tomorrow with a real one. And so <laughs> next, next day, he comes back with a real one, but there's something else that's wrong with it, you know, and you and you like you point it out. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll fix it. I'll come back tomorrow. And, like, and it's just this old dude that comes back, like, every single day and trying to get into the country. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh. I kind of got to give him props for trying. I want to let him in just because he's persistent. <laughs> oh, great! But then again, if I let him in, then I won't be able to see him anymore. Like that, then the highlight of your day would be gone. <laughs> All right. Oh man, this main topic. Have you heard about this? I'm sure you've heard about this, Katie. Yes. Yes. So Oculus VR, the company that kickstarted, uh, you know, their their uh, developer kit for the Oculus Rift has been acquired by Facebook for $2 billion. That's two Instagrams. And it's actually wow. an applicable way of measuring it this time because uh, Facebook, you know, did buy Instagram for <laughs> $1 billion. Um, so a lot of, like, obviously this is an odd pairing, you know. You you wouldn't think about no. Facebook as a company that would try to get into... Yeah, I, I don't get, what are they going to do with it? Have extreme 3D Farmville or something? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I hope not. Um, here's, <laughs> here's what I think is, you know, the the reasoning behind this. Facebook, you know, when Facebook went public a while ago, their stocks kind of immediately tanked because, mm-hmm. like, Facebook doesn't have products. Facebook no, doesn't do anything. It's just, just a service. They, yeah, they have ads. Like, that's it. Um, buying Oculus is the first time that they're, like, really in hardware, which is, I think, a good thing for them because of the, you know, branching out, they're going to be more diverse, they'll have more options, right? Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, if Facebook didn't buy Oculus, then who else would have? You know, maybe Google would have, maybe Microsoft would have, and then, you know, and then those companies would be kind of king uh, in yeah, in the virtual reality world, right? Um, so... By doing this, Facebook is kind of setting themselves up to start expanding the way that, like, you know, Google started in search, right? Mm-hmm. And then they expanded into everything else that they do now, and now they control the world. Um, so I think all hail Google, <laughs> all glory to the Google. Um, Never doubt the Google. <laughs> um, so I mean, I it it does kind of make sense that Facebook it wants to get into these other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, like, even the people who are making the Oculus Rift, they've said, yeah, 
we're making this specifically for games, but the applications for virtual reality are going to go way beyond that in the future, you know? And oh, yeah. I think Facebook is planning on social being one of the big ones for that. Um, so, I mean, in the, in the short term, it sounds like Facebook is not going to, like, change anything about, you know, they're, they're not going to tell Oculus what to do or anything, which is a good thing. Um, yes. But, yes. yeah, but now Rift has kind of more, they have more resources at their disposal. They can, uh, you know, up until now they've been, like, having to get whatever components they can from the mobile sector and just kind of co-op that. Um, and... Uh, but now, you know, with, with Facebook's kind of reputation behind them, they can get more specific hardware, they can work with people, you know, to, to make things that they, that they might, you know, that might work better with their system. Um, and hopefully, like one of the things that they talked about was maybe we'll be able to come out with the Rift and sell it at, at cost instead of, you know, try, having to sell it for a profit. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kind of makes me scared because if they do that, then how is Facebook going to be making money off of it? Yeah, exactly. Is it going to be ad-supported? Well, it it might be from all the things they put on it. Like, right, so do you think you they're give, going to have like a storefront for it? Or? Maybe, they might do that. Because, I mean, if you give out free consoles, like if you say you have like a new console and you want to like destroy the competitors, like the best way to do it is to like make it as cheap as you can and then make a profit off of the games you sell onto it. Right, right. And that's the only reason that, you know, you, we can buy a $400 console and have it be as powerful as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're expecting you to use it for, like, what they're going to sell you. Yeah. So do you think, man, if they do that, it would make the most sense for them to make it into a closed system. And you can only do things on the Oculus Rift that you can get through their store. Yes, and I don't like that idea. I it it doesn't matter if you like it or not. That's the only way they're going to make money off of it. Uh, up until now, like the reason that the Oculus Rift has succeeded and it's gotten so much popularity is because it's open and people can put whatever the hell they want on it. They you know it, it like it's meant for playing games from a PC to the Oculus Rift. Like the Oculus Rift essentially works as a display and partially as a controller, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if someone wants to do that, then they're going to have to pay Facebook a ton of money. And then that, exclusive, that, that oh. exclusiveness for their singular thing on the Facebook Oculus Rift, mm-hmm. I'm going to call it now the Facebook Oculus Rift. Um, I hope they don't put their will, logo on it. Yeah, that will make it, like, have... I was going somewhere with that. I lost... I was lost my train It sounded really good while it was going on. Yes, it did. It was like <laughs> impressive like, "Oh god, she's going to say something so profound about marketing and management." And then I'm just like you sounded like was, a business major for the moment there. Yes, I had something going and then I got into like they're going to put the thing on the they're going to put the Facebook logo on it and then it just like dead silent yeah. in my brain. It it was it was it was going to sound intelligent. Yeah. I assure you of that. If if the Rift becomes a closed system, I I think it's inevitable that somebody else will come out with a competitor that is open that people can hack into. And I I mean I oh, hope wait, that the open one wins. Didn't PlayStation though 
have some sort of virtual sunglasses or something that they copyrighted just recently? Uh, I don't know if it's sunglasses. I mean, Project Morpheus is their virtual reality. Yeah, something like that. So, I mean, it's not like the Oculus Rift won't have competition in the future because it sounds like PlayStation is planning on doing something similar. Yeah, and we well, we don't know for sure that the Morpheus will become a consumer product. Um, but I mean, like obviously that's kind of what they're going for with it, you know. Like it it's not like it'll come out and not be for consumers. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Um, but like if if the if the Oculus Rift comes out and it is an open platform and people can make whatever they want for it, then I can guarantee you that it will sell tons more than the Morpheus will. Because on on the Morpheus, obviously, like, the developer has to make the game so that it is compatible with mm-hmm. the Morpheus, right? And yeah, for but the... that's not going to happen. Right. You and I both know that they're going to have a closed market thing where you can only get Oculus stuff on an Oculus... But like I don't want that to interface. be interface. I uh, I feel like they're smarter than that. I but don't think so. From no. what I've heard of the guys who are on the development team for the Oculus, they know better than that. Uh, and if, if Facebook like makes them do it any other way, then Facebook is done. <laughs> well, you have not seen my timeline. <laughs> I could though, because we are friends. Oh God. On Facebook. Um. So obviously, you know, Facebook isn't uh, a very popular company, um, and so this has created a lot of backlash. Uh, and one of the most high-profile people who backlashed against it is Notch, the creator of Minecraft. Uh, and he said that, you know, he like a couple of weeks ago they started making plans to bring Minecraft to the Oculus Rift officially, uh, but now he is going to not do that because Facebook creeps him out and. Right. Uh, I mean, there's already, like, a mod for Minecraft, which allows you to use it with the Rift. Uh, that's what I'm saying about an open market. Like, you know, even games that already exist that weren't made for the Rift, people could hack them and make them work with it. Yeah, I saw Pokemon being played on that. That was hardcore. Cool. So, yeah. Um, oh, and <laughs> this last one. Uh, <laughs> this one just kind of tickled my funny bone. Um, the Frog Fractions 2 Kickstarter used this opportunity to add a new stretch goal. Uh, if they raise $2 billion, then they will buy Oculus VR back from Facebook. Is Frog fat Fractions like Battletoads? It's <laughs> So the original Frog Fractions was this Flash game, um, and I went and played it a little bit when I heard about Frog Fractions 2. It's a very strange game. Um, it starts out, it, it doesn't teach you fractions. That's the first thing I'll tell you about the game. Oh, um, I yeah. didn't think it would. I now mean, that... it, 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 like, at the beginning it claims, like, this is an educational game for children, right? Like, we're gonna learn how to do fractions with frogs. But what? no, you're just, you're this frog that, like, you know, you, you stick out your tongue and grab as many, you know, uh, uh, flies out of the air as you can before the flies steal your fruit. And the more fruit you have, then the, you know, like, you have to get so many fruit in order to uh, buy more upgrades and stuff. And eventually you upgrade to, like, riding on a dragon. And then the dragon gets, like, a a hyperdrive. And then you're up in space. And you're (laughs) eating space bugs. And then you crash land on uh, bug Mars. And you have to go through this interview to get 
a visa to work on Bug Mars because you can't get off of it, and then you go uh, <laughs> under the ocean on Bug Mars and you find the spacecraft to take you away from Bug Mars, and then uh, once you're on the spacecraft, it turns into a text uh, a text-based adventure game, and that was about as far as I got before I was like, okay, all right this then, is we're very done strange. here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, if you read through the stuff on their Kickstarter page, like, yes, the Kickstarter is just as strange as the... <laughs> the video original, game itself. Yeah, it was, yeah. Like, they have they have screenshots <laughs> that make it look like it's uh, Assassin's Creed, and I don't understand. With frogs? So, Assassin's Creed with frogs. No, no, the awesome. screenshot just has a picture of a couple, uh, like, a couple of girls, one of them's on a swing, and the other one's pushing her on the swing, and then it has, you know, like, the Assassin's Creed health bar at the top, and the four button prompts, one of, you know, saying, uh, mm-hmm. push, push harder, uh... So, something, something, and then assassinate. Like assassinate. <laughs> I don't know. Um, frog fractions to everybody. <laughs> Very strange. Seems like stocks are down because uh, they uh, bought Facebook. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, and, well, they're coming back up. I think uh, maybe. Eh, whatever. Good thing I don't have stock in Facebook. Yeah. Though I should have like bought some when it was so low. Man, it feels weird, like, being old enough to actually say that. What? Being old enough to say, I want to buy all the stocks yes. ever. Yes, yes. I don't feel like an adult sometimes. Yeah, that's because you don't act like one Woo-hoo! all the time. So, yeah. So, let's talk about Titanfall. Oh, thank God. I've been waiting the whole show for this. I knew it. Um, <laughs> let's see, how long... Mm. So I've I've played about 17 hours of Titanfall. How much have you played? I can't even put a number. It's just been so many games. Maybe I know I've Origin probably can put a number to it. Go to your games library oh, on Origin be... and look right? at it, and it'll tell you. I'm not connected. Please wait. Refreshing content. Oh look, Ian's That's online, me. and I am away. And Origin is froze for me. Nice. Um, interesting. <laughs> I don't suppose um, it'll tell me on your profile. Anyway, whatever. Time played 35 hours. Holy buckets! I yep. told you, and I'm not... I'm just a little G2. Seriously, I'm terrible at first-person shooters. I don't know what's wrong with me. Well, it's a good thing it. that Titanfall was designed to be playable by people who are terrible at first-person shooters. Yeah, but I keep playing 35 hours, and I'm still only, like, a level... If I had to put it in level terms, like 70. That's a heck of a lot more than I am. Yeah, but you've played, what, 17 hours? And you're already, like, over, like, ah, you're so annoying. Why are you so good at things? (laughs) Like, I watched Robaz play, and he wasn't taking anything seriously, and he didn't die once. Well, I'm, he can easily cut out the parts where he died. Like, nope, I saw, no, I saw the, um, end score. He didn't oh. die once. What? I know. In the both games I saw him play, he didn't die once. Lame. And he was just like well, that was running around, and he was like dicking around. And <laughs> well, that, that's Robaz. That's Robaz, but he's excellent, and I try, and I'm <laughs> terrible. And but it's actually a good game. I really do like it. Yeah. And um, I think the only like annoying people was when I was playing with you that one time. <laughs> but they were on the other last team. Titan standing. 
Yeah, yeah. they were a bunch of jerk faces. So, so let's kind of go over what the game is. So obviously, it is a first-person shooter. Um, but so mm-hmm. the the main game mode is attrition, and well, that's that's the one that you know is heavily touted. Um, mm-hmm. and in attrition, there's uh up to six people on a team, right? Six players on a team, and um. The, the object is to kill as many people as possible. So if you kill another player, you get four points. If you kill an enemy titan, you get five points. And every single NPC that you kill, you get one point. Um, and, I mean, we figured this out kind of early. I, I figured it out towards the end of the beta and carried the strategy over into the, the real final game, uh, is that farming NPCs is definitely the best way to go yep. in attrition. Um, Except whenever I play with you, you always kill all the NPCs before I even have a chance to get around to doing it. Yeah, that's partly... Okay, so, I mean, I have a loadout specifically for attrition, for, you know, farming. Uh-huh. Yeah, you I, have the smart right. pistol going. I'd have that too. Well, no, no, no. So... There's a lot more to it than just that. There's, you know, I have the smart pistol, and I have the... The detector the, of life. Yep, the, the grunt detector. Yeah, me too, yeah. yeah the, and then the, I have the one where faster. you can detect all the minions on the map and stuff. Yeah, that one, yeah. I have the exact same loadout as you, and wait, I... Wait, 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 So what did you mean by life detector? Yeah, see, the, you the see all the... One? Like, yeah. Okay, no, see, I have the sprint faster one. Oh, and the reason you I do that stem? is so that, yeah, so that if there are other people who are trying to farm on my team, I can beat them to the minions. Wow, you are <laughs> But it works. It's true. <laughs> and also, also, you know, because that loadout is so specific to killing minions, you know, I can't kill other players very effectively if they have, like, an SMG or a shotgun. God forbid, shotguns. Oh, um, shotguns. Yeah. You know, I, I won't stand a chance. So my option is run the hell away. And using the stim is great. Because then I can run away. And then I can run away. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, as as hinted, uh, Titanfall definitely seems like it was built with people like you in mind. And me. I mean, I don't play multiplayer first-person shooters. I don't play many multiplayer games at all. Um, no, this is like my first, fir- first absolutely first-person shooter thing. Yeah. Like, I, the closest thing I can think of is... Bioshock, and that doesn't really count for anything. Yeah, I mean that that was a first-person shooter, but it it wasn't as hardcore. It was yeah. just like, oh, there are people running at you, just shoot them. But no, it's like, all right, you're running on a wall, and then oh no, there's a guy behind you. What do you do? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, die. By That's the time it. you realize that there's somebody behind you, you're probably dead. Yeah, probably. Um, Though I'm excellent at camping. I, just give Which me a is, hard point domination, yeah. and I first place every time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so, so the things that I've noticed about the game that kind of make it good for for those of us who you know don't play a whole lot of multiplayer games is um for you know especially attrition like they put all those NPCs there for us to farm. Yeah. And, you know, and so even if you're terrible at playing if, at at going up against other players, you can still contribute to your team. Like, you know, if you kill at least four minions per life, 
then you know you then you are contributing to your team more than you're contributing to the enemy points. I I feel like I die too often, but man, I have all the hard points like scoped out. I know the best hiding spots. <laughs> um, yeah, the the matches aren't very long. They no, last like a maximum of like ten minutes. Like no, like they say there's like a timer of ten minutes, but it only really lasts for five. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's very easy to just drop in, drop out, and even if, you know, there's no penalty for just leaving a match... No, when you and need you get to. all your experience from it. Yeah. Um, from, well, from that point that you left. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's not like League of Legends, where it's like, if you leave this, heaven forbid, you are going to be, like, banned from the game forever. That's not true, but, you know, um... I wouldn't know. I haven't played League ever. I, my my brothers, especially Caleb, play way too much League, and he, uh, yeah, like he cannot leave the game once he started, and those last like upwards of fifty minutes. Oh, that's terrible. It, it, yeah. Um. So there, that's where a lot of fam familial tension comes from. Uh, in my house is you know mom yelling at Caleb to get off of his computer and go and do the like, dishes or whatever. Man, but I can't. Yeah. I'm in the middle I, of a game. I can't save when I'm in the middle of a Pokemon battle. <laughs> <laughs> that that was man when we were you know kids. That was his yes. League of legends. Um. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, so attrition. I mean, attrition is my favorite uh, game mode because I've I've got it down. Mm-hmm. Um, we've. I mean, hard point is also fun, uh, especially when playing with you because you know what you're doing. Oh yeah, hardcore. So I can just follow you and like wall hang on the other end of the room from you. Yeah, and, and uh... you had like the whole smoke in front of you, and I was like, holy crap! You don't look like you're visible at all. So and... what um what loadout do you use for for Hard point. For hard point? Yeah. Um, I use the shotgun mm-hmm. because, and then I have like the lead wall. Um, what do oh, you the parkour extra? kit? No. Lead wall? It's it's for the shotgun. It's like an extra oh. that you get for killing so many people. Okay. And so that one like increases damage, like super hardcore. So if people, because like most of the hard points that I like to camp at, are like you can see all the entrances slash exits. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. like the best place for camping is when you can see like everything or you have this like perfect place to like sit out and wait for the enemy to come right past you. Mm-hmm. And then you just blow them away with the shotgun. And it's That's usually like how other one, people kill me all the time. Yeah, one or two hit kills and if they have like something like um, an SMG, you just mm-hmm. like jump around and shoot them or throw a grenade at them because they're there to take the hard point and you're there just to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it doesn't really matter because <laughs> as long as they go down, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. The pressure's on them to do better. Also, than you. also one thing when you do hard point, always get the big turrets when you're doing hard oh, points, yeah. because when you're just sitting there not doing anything, it's really nice to have a turret killing, like, minions that run by, and you get, like, experience from that, too. So, okay, so I have never captured one of those big turrets, mm-hmm. ever. You just press E when you're close to the little computer thing behind okay. it. Okay. Um, and then there's a attrition battle. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the three tower ones where there's, like... This there's one turret on the map, and that's the first thing I go to 
and I hack it, and then I jump onto the roof and just sit there, because enemy players will just jump up there and try to hack it, and they're just wide open. And they like, don't pay attention to the fact no. that you're up above them. Yeah, and if you if you just throw like one of those like arc grenades that explode when people are near, that's really oh, yeah. funny to watch, too. The mines. Yeah, the mines. Yeah. So, the grenades. yeah. Um, the... Lost my train of thought. The... I don't remember. Um, oh, what? Uh, so when you're playing hardpoint, what what player ability do you use? The hardpoint. I, I use the detect life one. That like way, the echolocation one or yeah, the, yeah, okay. That way, I can tell if people are like on the roof or mm-hmm. coming through tunnels, mm-hmm. and that's really nice to know. Especially uh, on the one map, the with the dragons and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. The the hardpoint Bravo. Uh, it's got the hole in the roof that they can come down oh, through. Yeah. So it's really useful to know if people are about to drop down there, and then you're mm-hmm. just like, well, grenade yep. or something, you know. Start shooting at them before Though they... Though you could put an hole. arc mine into the hole. Oh, I suppose you could. Um, yeah. I... As I discovered... Strategist. When playing uh, uh, Capture the Flag, though, people are way better at, about looking for arc mines than you would think they would be. Dude, everyone's using satchel mines now. <laughs> yeah, because those, those don't sit around forever, right? They Like, they... no, you just throw them, and then you click your yep. throwing button again, and then they explode. And I get that so often, <laughs> where I'm just like sitting there shooting, and then they jump up, throw it, jump down, and then explode me. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if it works. I guess so. And that one actually deals like significant damage, unlike the arc mines, which just kind of you know screw up your your vision. Vision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, how about that campaign? Let's talk about the campaign. Um. So even though you know this is obviously a, a purely multiplayer game, which I think mm-hmm. is the way to go. Like if you're going to make a game, you want to either focus only on single player or focus only on multiplayer. And you know because Games that have both in them, you know, either everybody either focuses on one or the other, and one yeah. of them probably sucks. Um, so for Titanfall, what they did was they had a campaign mode that is still multiplayer, but it kind of has like um, longer cutscenes at the beginning uh, of the of the matches. Um, mm-hmm. Usually, you know, you'll hear like the admiral or whoever talking when you're in the lobby, um, and it's, I mean, I didn't think that the characters that we were meeting were very interesting. Um, they, but, but it, it definitely did a good job of kind of setting up the world, you know, this, this universe that we're playing in. Um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, you have the militia and the IMC, um, the IMC being this big, like, just company that is, you know, exists now that I'm, I think, <laughs> I think they they are the ones that make like all the titans, and I wonder how the militia even got titans. But you know, whatever. Um, yeah, it's plot convenience. Yeah. Um. And so, like, you know, they they're the ones who are like basically in control of the the core systems. Man, this is sounding like Firefly already. Um. <laughs> and the the militia uh have kind of are the a bunch of people who have banded together from the frontier uh, to mm-hmm. you know try to fight off the influence of these this big company uh in the frontier um 
And so it's the war for that. And, you know, uh, the IMC calling the militia terrorists and the militia calling them big, uh, uh, corrupt regime. And, you know, um, I don't like either of them at all. I like, mean, so they make, they make the, uh, militia seem like they're just brutal killing dicks. The militia? Yes. Really? Really. When did you get that? Oh, wait. Which is the one where they were like, damn, I love how these specters kill. That's the IMC. Okay, that's the the one. That's the Australian guy. Okay, so those ones are like huge dicks, while the other guys are just like cold, dead assholes. (laughs) And they're both terrible. Like, I'm sure they're trying to be like, well, this side's blah, 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 well, this side's blah, blah, blah. But I'm just saying like, wow. Everyone here is just a straight up dick or an asshole. I, I, I. So I played through. They they have you play through both sides of you know the conflict. Obviously, like um, because it's a multiplayer match, so there've got to be people playing on both sides. Um, and so I I played through the militia side first, and you know it was pretty easy to see like you know from their perspective like we're fighting for our freedom. We don't want you know to be uh, under the 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 influence of these big companies and whatever. And it's like. Okay, yeah, I can get behind that. Cool. Um, and so I was expecting, yeah, the other half of the campaign to kind of show from the IMC's perspective why they were justified in trying to exert their influence on the frontier and stuff like that. And you know, the the phrase that you hear is "let's uh, bring order" or something like that, or, or um, to to the frontier, you know, mm-hmm. or bring law. And and like you hear that said once. And you never see any nope. evidence that uh-uh. that's what they're doing. No. Yeah. As you said, like, yeah, we get to watch them uh, testing out these new specters, these new robotic. Yeah, by uh, killing civilians. By killing civilians. Yep. <laughs> I like only... how these specters kill. <laughs> um. It, I, I during the first half, I didn't really know what the heck was going on. Like, um, you know, I could kind of follow. Like, okay, so. This guy, McKellen, used to work for the IMC, but, you know, he left a long time ago, and now he's joining the militia because the IMC just killed a bunch of people, right? The civilians Mm -hmm. that we were just talking about. Um, And so it's like, okay, I can understand that, you know, but then, like, things were blowing up in later chapters, and it's like, I have no idea what's going on. Oh, McKellen's sacrificing himself. Okay, whatever. Like, what's going on? Awesome. Um, And then I completely missed the fact that, like, Vice Admiral Graves switched sides. Like, during the last yeah. chapter, I did not know what was going on. And so then when we were playing through on the IMC side, and I finally saw, like, uh, Graves and the Australian guy, like, bickering about something, and I was like, oh, wait, apparently they're on uh, opposite teams now. What's going on? When did Graves switch sides? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I feel like most people aren't playing this game for the story. No, that yeah. Um, surprising number <laughs> of people play through the campaign like over and over and over again, though. Yeah, I'm campaign pretty much exclusive. Interesting. Um, I, and I, I I like the diversity, and I also get to play against like level one people. Yeah, which is really <laughs> nice and a boost for um, my experience. I yeah, I do like. So the the campaign is made up entirely of attrition and hardpoint maps, which is nice mm-hmm. because those are the two modes that we like. Like we're terrible yeah. at uh, capture uh, the flag, flag. Oh. or last last Titan standing. That was the worst. That was um, terrible. Especially since I went in there accidentally with a loadout that didn't have like the vortex shield, 
So, oh. <laughs> so I was just getting obliterated. Um, and I don't think we we never even tried out uh, hunt the pilot or something like no, that. No, we would be terrible at that. Probably. Um, so I mean, th- I this this game I've already played like more of this game than I play of most games in their you know lifetimes. Uh, which is a good sign. And since I do have somebody to play with, Katie, uh, yes. <laughs> I will most likely continue playing uh, for quite a while. Ask um, your viewers if they would like to join a Titanfall team with us. Oh, yes, yes. Actually, we're looking for four more members if you're interested. Wait, oh, when you said, when you were inviting Chase to a team, you literally meant, like, a team team? Like, yeah, a six-person team who can go in, be organized... And take out huh. the team. Because I feel like if like we had more communication as a team, we could be like, alright, two people at each hard point, mm. or like... Um, that, yeah, that is one thing. Like, people never communicate no, using the I, voice chat in that game. They no, need to do that more. Dead silent, unless they're like those guys in Last Titan Standing, and they were just like but they clearly mocking each other. Each other. Already. Yeah, they knew each other already, I think. So that may be why they did so well, was because they uh, were... They were just like, hey, dickface, over here. Like, <laughs> shut up. Um, man, yeah, that that sounds like fun. And I know that people have microphones, because the game tells you when people have microphones hooked up oh, to yeah. computers. Uh, <laughs> and I try to, like, engage in conversations sometimes. I'm like, hey, I'm heading to Charlie. Mm-hmm. And then, dead silence. It's definitely like, much more important thanks. to communicate on hard point than yes. it is on attrition. Because attrition, uh, it's like, well, I'm going to go farm. Well, all I'm right then. Farm. See you later. Like, you Bye. can't say, like, I'm going north, south, east, west, because I don't think the mini-map tells no, you. No, the mini-map does not. It's Ugh. like, I'm a little bit near the giant tower in the middle of the map. Cool. Yeah. No, I mean, it would be nice if you're, like, taken down by a pilot, and you're like, hey, there's a pilot near the big giant rock at the edge of the map or something. <laughs> Big rock, big rock. Big rock. <laughs> Mighty rock. So powerful. Unmovable. Oh, oh my god, a giant rock. This is what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. What's Chaos that a reference theory. to? Nope. No? Nope. It's not from Jurassic Park? Nope. No. This is from uh, The Dark Knight. Great. Oh, yeah, That's Joker. Joker quote. Yep. I saw an asshole in my head, and I just assumed it was the guy who was like, Chaos Theory. The guy named Ian? Yep. Yeah. Why are Ian's always terrible in movies? <laughs> You're cursed. I, I'm i cursed. I'm yes. not in movies. You are. You are in movies. Hold this on. This is a movie. Is this like the Truman Show? Am I, am I at the Truman Show? Yes. Oh, man. I'm not supposed to tell you, so <laughs> act surprised. In 20 oh. years. In 20 years when they're oh, like, ah, years, your whole life has been on film. LOL. You weren't that great. And I'll be like, film? We moved to digital ages ago. <sighs> They'll be like, this is the Truman Show. Everything's 20 years off. <laughs> That'd be really weird. Huh. Yeah, yeah, it would be. So yeah, Titanfall. Uh, I definitely recommend people go and buy it. Um, yeah, just so they can join a team with us. Yes. Uh, you I should think of a team name. The dickhead assholes. Oh, great! Yeah, we're just gonna get annihilated with that. <laughs> like, well, if both teams are are one of those two, then it'll always apply to us, right? We need 
well, we need like a name that we can acronym really easily, so we can like put it in front of our usernames or something. Uh, no, so I'm people not. People get intimidated. I don't think you can change your origin username. Yeah, I totally did it. I was Katie really? Red zero zero one, and then I changed it to Kaizate zero zero one because oh, wow. apparently someone has Kaizate as their username, yes. and it's not me, and I can't find them ever. Well, um, yeah, so it's. I, it's definitely worth sixty bucks. Um, yeah, I'm I don't. I I did buy the uh, hours for me. That was yeah. great. I I did buy the uh, deluxe edition. You know, so I'll mm-hmm. be getting all of the. Um, me too. The extra map packs or whatever is coming. The DLCs. Um. So I, I mean, hope I can like customize the color of my Titan at least. That'd be cool. Oh, that. Uh, I want a bright pink Titan. I think customers... No, you don't. You're going to be so visible on the map. Exactly. No, well, t- Titans are always visible. Never mind. Yeah, it doesn't... Actually, they're kind of sneaky. No, I always yeah. get stepped on. Yeah, getting we'll stepped on by that. a Titan is embarrassing, and it happens all the time. All the time to everyone. I Actually, the best, the best experience ever is... Uh, looking at, like, okay, there's a Titan over there. I think they're going to end up walking in that direction in a couple seconds. I'm going to call my Titan down so that it's, you know, over there where I think they're going to go, and then they go there, and then they get squashed by my Titanfall. And it's like, <laughs> yes! Like, I did it on purpose. Remember that one time when you got crushed by Titan, and then it showed you the kill cam? Yeah. Actually, I mean, I I didn't even get mad at about being killed by I a Titan fall that mad. time. I was just impressed. Yeah, I like I got to watch the Titan falling in from space on the kill camp because that's what killed me. <laughs> yep. Um. So next week, uh, I don't think there are any uh huge new releases this week, but uh, I suddenly realized that since the Amnesia Fortnite uh you know game jam happened a very long time ago. And I paid for the prototypes that came out of that. I should probably go and download those and play them. So I'll be playing those this week. And I'll also be playing the Bioshock Infinite Burial at Sea, uh, the second episode, the final, the final DLC for Bioshock Infinite ever. Um, Yay. I'm, man, I'm so excited. I hope that, I hope that all my answers get answered, but this is Bioshock, so it probably won't. Answered. Did I say answer get answered? Yes. I meant questions get answered. Answers get answered. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I hey, can't Ian. anything down. Hey, Ian, guess what? Uh, I remembered where that hacking reference came from in which episode. Good, good, yeah. Are you hacking? I am I'm so, so totally hacking! Yep. Yep. Um, so, please join us next week for all of that and more. Uh... This has been Ian Buck and Katie Redman signing off. What? Yes, I answered on the phone. As you might, my gosh, your phone sucks. Die. Haha, <laughs> 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 pink. Of course. I am a woman. I, I didn't know that. Had, hadn't figured that out yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Matt said that Katie doesn't have cat ears. Yeah, 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 yeah.
Matt missed it. Matt. Oh, okay. I guess you'll have to listen to the fringe. Oh, oh no, not again. <laughs> I should buy an axe. Yep, from Amazon. Two day shipping. <laughs> okay, you need to put a marker on. I need to buy an axe. It's the Ian Buck show. See, Matt made your uh, <laughs> o- o- OP. But, okay. You know, so because anyway, I will, ref- re- I reserve the right to be cute. I I get that you want to like snuggle during the whole like movie and be like his abs or something. <laughs> no, it's not his abs. It's his shield. It's <laughs> it's so round. Those round, <laughs> shiny, flat. It's so hard.